Hi, you guys, she said. But they only nodded at her vaguely. Their eyes were glued to the other side of the bus, a few rows back. Dude, Gil said, her green eyes wide. Cell phones? She shook her head so that two lanky tendrils of reddish hair fell out from under her wool-billed cap. As usual, Husky Harley just grunted. Sophie swiveled around to catch sight of two girls sitting on the reserved-for-eighth-graders-only side. The very blonde one, with even blonder highlights, had a phone pressed to her ear, and her striking blue eyes were dancing a reply to the person on the other end. She pulled her hair up in a handful and let it fall like a fountain of blondness to her shoulders as she laughed. It's only eight o'clock in the morning, Sophie whispered. Who could she be talking to? Probably the girl next to her, Gil said. The talker's seatmate was a slender girl with a wispy cut to her honey-brown hair that made her look like a stylish elf. Her lips were moving, but she seemed to be chatting to nobody. Where's her phone? Sophie said to Gil. In her ear, Gil said. See that wire coming down? Just then, the girl glanced their way, and Gil and Harley turned in their seats like they were about to be shot. But although there was an unspoken rule that 7th graders didn't stare at 8th graders, just like they didn't even venture into the 8th grade halls, Sophie couldn't pull her eyes from the girl's golden brown ones as she raised her teen magazine eyebrows at Sophie. Even though they'd been riding the same bus for three months, it was the first time she seemed to notice Sophie. Being seen by a girl who looked so together was like being under a spell. The girl spread out her palms as if to say, Well? Sorry, Sophie said. She shriveled back into her seventh grade world. I can't believe they're taking cell phones to school, Gil whispered over the back of the seat. I'll never even own one till I'm out of college or something, Sophie whispered back. Even her 14-year-old sister, Lacey, didn't have one, and she was in high school. Sophie scooted closer to the bus window and gazed out through her glasses as Pocosin, Virginia, went by in a November mist. I'll never even get a phone in my room, she thought. My conversations with my friends might as well be on the six o'clock news. Not to mention the whole rest of her life. In less than an hour... Everybody in her section at school would know that her parents didn't think she could handle a PG-13 movie. They're way overprotective, Sophie thought. And then she squirmed a little. Back in October, when Mama and Daddy had come to the school to stand up for her, she had liked them being her guardian angels. But this was way different, she decided, and way confusing. She ran her hand over the top of her very short but shiny light brown hair, like she always did when she was confused, and she closed her eyes. Time to imagine Jesus. And of course, there he was, with his kind eyes, waiting for her questions. Okay, so what is with Mama and Daddy lately? She murmured to him in her mind. The baby that hasn't even been born yet has more privacy than I do. Sophie opened her eyes and squirmed some more. It didn't feel exactly right to be complaining to Jesus about her parents. There was that whole honor your father and mother thing to consider.
She was still pondering it when she got to her locker. Most of the other cornflakes were waiting for her. That was the name they'd given themselves when the corn pops, the wickedly popular girls, had said they were flakes. To the cornflakes, that meant they were free to be themselves and never put down other people the way the corn pops did. How come you weren't online last night? Fiona tucked back the wayward strand of golden brown hair that was always creeping over one magic gray eye. I wanted to IM you. I tried emailing, but you didn't answer. Yes, Sophie said. She dropped her backpack and went after her combination lock. Lacey had another paper to write, said Darby O'Grady. She swept both sides of her reddish bob behind her ears. I bet you were up to 90. In Darby's Irish slang, that meant Sophie was ready to explode.